Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Queen Bee. My name is Banoush, and I'll be your host today. So today we're actually covering um, an interesting topic and one that I have always wanted to talk about. It is the idea of loyalty and, of course, call her daddy drama that recently happened this week. But before we do that, I want to catch you guys up a little bit with some of the things I've been doing this week. One thing I actually did this week was I started a side hustle, um, which I want to get into more details, hopefully further down the line. And then I actually watched a few horror movies. And actually, I think all of them were in the Conjuring universe, which was... uh, which is really well done. If anyone knows me, they know that I really love horror movies. And this is one of my favorite, more favorite franchise, I guess. Or more preferred. Sorry, that's a better word. Um, I've loved the first one, the first Conjuring that came out a couple of years ago. And from there, um, they've made several different stories, storylines, and it's been really good. Uh, but I watched, um, in a little while, I've watched The Nun. Annabelle coming home. I haven't seen the first one yet, which I don't know why. I guess it wasn't on the, on the Crave. And I also watched La Lorna just the other night. And I think throughout all these movies that I've seen, I be- I'm going to say that I really enjoyed The Nun and La Lorna. Uh, the Nun, just because graphically it was really much better. Um, I like the, the aesthetics and everything. But La Lorna, I enjoyed it more because, yes, aesthetics was really great, but also the story behind it. It's actually based on a, I think, a Latin American folklore, folklore, I can't, I can never pronounce it properly, so please excuse how I pronounce it. But basically, it's about this weeping woman. Um, She's called the weeping woman or the woman in white. And she basically drowns children uh, if she, like, if they hear her crying. And the reason was because she was actually a human being before. And she she was apparently this very beautiful woman. And she had children with her husband, two boys. And when she found out that her husband was cheating on her on a much younger with a much younger woman, she decided to take away the thing that he cared about most, which was his two kids, in her fit of rage. But then when she calmed down and everything, she realized what she had done. So she drowned herself as well. It's a really sad story, but um, that's kind of where the horror story comes from. And it's like she's basically this uh, being that's stuck in on Earth. There's like different versions of it, but there's one version that kind of makes sense with the Conjuring universe is that a demon tricked her, um, saying that her children's soul were still stuck on Earth or in our world. And um, they weren't in heaven yet, knowing that full well they were. And she couldn't get into heaven without... Um, finding their soul so that's what she kind of like it's stuck on this world and like goes after kids and stuff basically it's horrible it's a very horrible like it's a sad story and the movie was actually quite sad because there's certain parts that made me re- was just very tragic but the without thinking that and thinking of it as a horror movie it was very well made um I like the actors that they actually had chosen. Uh, they brought back a few um, actors and actresses. And one thing I really like about the Conjuring universe is that they always make a reference to the next movie and like previous movies. Like for example, um, in La Lorna, I noticed, and actually one of the YouTubers that I follow, he made a comment about it too. 
but um, is that they made a reference to the um, Raggedy Doll, Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Ann, that was possessed by um, the, um, I guess, Annabelle or this evil being thing. Um, and they made a reference to it, which was really interesting. And I really love it when movies make reference to the next movie or like something that's in their universe. It kind of like, it's one of those things that it's like, oh, did you catch this? Did you pick this up kind of thing? And you have to really watch the movie to pick those things up. So yeah, that was uh, just a little bit of things I did this week. Uh, so if you guys have any suggestions on horror movies, I'd love to hear it because I love it and I love watching it. And yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into this, into our actual podcast today, and we're going to cover the topic of the call her daddy drama and why loyalty is important. So if you guys don't know, call her daddy is actually another podcast that I follow. Um, I really, personally, I ha- I'm a fan. I really am a huge fan of them. And why I like them so much is that they're just so raw and so honest about certain things like they don't pretend like oh girls are like this innocent beings and we're so nice and cute and and it's it like they're like basically talking like what girls actually think like you know what I mean no one's trying to cover anything on how girls are or whatever and from there I guess I came across their podcast uh, about almost a year ago now and I've been listening to them ever since but unfortunately, recently, and I actually told my uh, boyfriend about this, is I did think that they came across a legal battle because they stopped posting and they kind of went radio silent. Um, so the podcasters' names are Alex and Sophia, um, and they're they're huge. And their podcast was, um, I guess, their fa- like their father company or their head company was Barstools, and how the how the issue went was kind of like this. So I'm going to just like kind of let you guys give you guys the facts of what the issues are. Um, initially, I guess, uh, caller daddy was with Barstools, but then after apparently they realizing how big they had gotten, they wanted to go look elsewhere. So initially they signed a contract without the control of IP, like the intelligence property of caller daddy, which is fair because really it started with Barstools and they want to keep the IP which is fully in their right because they started it and everything um I guess the because the let, let me say this first the president of Barstools actually came on and spoke about it on their podcast the platform of the issues on his perspective and he did state that the lawyer was present when Sophia and Alex signed with them Barstool didn't think it may it really made any sense for them to have the IP because that's one of the things they wanted, which is, fa- again, I'm going to say that's completely fair because they're the ones who are help promoting this podcast and making it the words that he used was blowing them up, like making them huge on all platforms, which is completely fair. Again, you're putting work and effort and money and investing in it. You should have the right to the intelligence property. Um, so... Barstool kept the IP with a three-year contract with them. And they got a bunch of bonuses and everything, which is great. Um, And initially, I guess what your main goal is, is that once you finish a... I guess you finish with... The president said if you finish it with them, 
like, and you don't want to come back after three years, is that you're, you're going to be a big enough star that you would get signed anywhere else, or you can start your own podcast, or you can just have a big, be a big influencer, right? Which is a huge career to, in today's culture. And also, uh, I guess they went on to kind of like being okay for a little while. And I, I'm guessing Alex and Sophia reached a point where they no longer wanted to stay with Barstools. So they were asking, I guess, for more. They wanted the, I, the intelligence property. They wanted uh, more money from them and the sponsorships. Um, I'll be honest, some of it was a kind of ridiculous thing for me. Um, I guess the president mentioned that they were making about 400 grand themselves without like the merch uh, bonuses or the sponsorship bonuses that they get, which is a huge amount of money on its own. And what they were demanding was a million each um, that they no longer wanted to be associated as Barstool employees and they wanted to be freelancers. And they get 50% of everything, which is um, ads, merch, everything. And, of course, they wanted the IP. That, that's a terrible deal. First of all, why would you even bring that to the table? Um, I So what does Barstool get? I don't know. I'm just looking at it a business perspective. Um, and they kind of went off when, the, I guess, Barstool didn't really agree with it. So uh, I guess at one point or another, Alex and Sophia had met with the president of Barstool on his like apartment deck or something. And he said, listen, I'll give you merch sponsorship and the intelligence property, except the alcohol. Like that's one thing he didn't want to give them. Um, and he also did offer, I think, uh, so they had another 18 months left on their contract. And he said, listen, I'll take off six months and you guys get one year left and then one year when you're done everything you can take the intelligence property with yourself and go wherever you want which is a great deal again they didn't have to do this because technically the ip belongs to barstool there's a contract and everything and this whole thing where they said oh lawyer wasn't present present and stuff i or like they didn't have good um representative representation i kind of don't believe you know what I mean? Like, first of all, what do you mean there's no good representation? Second of all, it's kind of on your part to read the contract. And whatever you sign, it's kind of like, this is it. You know what I mean? It's not so easy to get out of a contract. And that's just, I think that's just one of those things that people try to use to get out of a contract. Um, and I think the demands was kind of like a little ridiculous. You know what I mean, again, I'm speaking of this on a business perspective that the IPA again, doesn't belong to you. Like someone else started it. You're just kind of on the platform. And that's, I guess, the main idea. Again, please, um, well, not again, but I want to mention this. I'm only saying this on the perspective of what I've heard. Um, Alex hasn't really come out and said anything yet. Um, the president kind of said his point of view. So I'm saying all this on the, his point of view. Again, if they both, Alex and Sophia, come out and say something else, like full on, I'm waiting for them to actually speak because I want to know both sides. Again, they always say there's three sides of a story, mine, yours, and the truth. And I guess the truth we might never know, but there's his his side and their side. Um, but I guess the drama doesn't really stop there because apparently 
in the end, the president said Sophia might most likely sue Alex and Barsul. And Sophia actually went onto her Instagram just yesterday and she stated that she, contrary to what the president said, that the uh, call her I call her daddy idea, which was created uh, with him and Alex, and then Alex brought Sophia in, was between Sophia and Alex. They made it together and then, then went to Barstool. Um, another thing she did actually admit to was that, yeah, Barstool blew them up and made them famous. And Alex and Sophia, but at one point she said that they both want other options because she said, she even said, believe it or not, one of the reasons why they wanted to leave was a benefit for the Daddy Gang. The Daddy Gang is the name of the fans of uh, Call Her Daddy. I'm just really curious, though, how is that to our benefit? We just want to listen to your podcast. You know, we don't really, we don't get money from your ads. We don't get money for listening to you. So what is it exactly that you think you were doing for us? Like, that's one thing that kind of bugged me is like, people always say we're doing it for the benefit of someone else. Who is this someone else that you're doing it for? And what are we getting out of it? Um, but she did regret the way that they went about uh, uh, how they were going about leaving or wanting more from Barstool. And they were wrong. Like, I may not have explained the situation properly. Um, again, if you guys want to check it out, like the podcast is up on Call Her Daddy and then Sophia's Instagram story is on her Instagram story for now. But for the gist, what I've got is just like, basically, I feel this is my way until, again, my point of view, until I hear all their sides. uh, I'm making a presumptive point of view for now until proven different. You know, that's kind of how I'm going to go with this. Um, Is that they just kind of, really no longer want to be at Barstool's, which is fair again, but you, how you went about it was wrong. And they were, and I kind of have to agree with this. It's like, they're just disloyal employees and they just sound so, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, it makes me cringe because I've seen this happen before. Um, my family actually has its own business and I've seen people be very disloyal to our business, I've seen people be disloyal to me through friendship and stuff, and just kind of like reminds me of that again. And she said, um, and Alex, sorry, not Alex, uh, Sophia did mention in the end of her Instagram that apparently Alex went behind her back and did something. We don't know what the something is. She felt betrayed and that she did want to go back to call her daddy. But um, she didn't want to go as Alex's employee. Uh, and I guess I think this is one thing that the, uh, the president mentioned was that Alex always said that she was the one who was editing and doing most of the work for Daddy for Daddy Gang. <laughs> Sorry, that's the name of the fans. But she was doing the most for Call Her Daddy, so she should get paid more. And Sophia's argument is, I don't want to be your employee. I want to be your equal, which is fair. Um... And she thought that Alex uh, broke her trust or betrayed her. And again, this goes back to the idea of disloyalty. And do we know what this thing is? No, we don't. But yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it. Um, Again, these are like my kind of take from it and like how I see it. And maybe my point of view is a little bit biased because of some of the things I've seen before. But it just comes off like, such a terrible way, you know what I mean? Especially for someone who's 
help you the most to create your platform to become how big you are you just get up and like basically be like f you we want more or if you don't give us we're just gonna sue you kind of thing that that's such a horrible um i guess trait to have it's first of all if you want to leave your company that's completely fine but don't burn your bridges i think i was listening to or reading a book i can't remember but it was one of these business books that they're saying do not burn your bridges because you never know you might need that person again, especially for your future endeavors. I think it was a podcast, actually. She was mentioning it. Uh, I think it was a female. She was mentioning, I don't burn bridges, which is an extremely important characteristic to have, especially in the business world, is that you burn bridges. You never know. You might come across that person again, or you might need them in the future, you know? It's always to kind of... um, try to stay on good terms with everyone in a business perspective. Of course, you can choose not to like someone, but I've always always said that too. It's like, I try my best not to burn bridges with people because it's like, again, you might need them. They might spread some things about you that's not true or they might prevent you from like moving forward with certain things. So, and it kind of looks like they burned their bridges with um, Barstool. Even if they stay, I don't think... Um, they're, they're going to be very uh, respected after this, or they're going to be on good terms. And I'll be honest, if I was, if this is like the, all the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth um, of what actually went down, if it was any other company, I would not take them just because of like how bad they burned the bridges with their former employer. And now that they're like, oh yeah, now that we're so big and famous, then we go and like kind of screw you over and go to another place because we want more. Um, yeah, so now we're just going to go, and I just want to kind of, like, cover the topic of, like, why loyalty is so important. Okay, so now I want to cover with you guys the idea of loyalty. Um, loyalties can be in all parts of life, in your workplace, in your friendship, or your relationship with your significant other. Let's cover the friendship and relationship part is that loyalty is so important because once you feel like someone's loyal to you or someone's there for you, you open up to them. You become vulnerable. You open up a part of you that you've never had with anyone else. And I guess when someone breaks that trust for you, for example, if someone cheats on you or um, a friend maybe betrays you by talking behind your back, or, I don't know, going and stealing your significant other. Whatever the case may be, you feel like a you... I'm going to speak on this on a personal perspective. Is that you feel like you've part lost a part of you. Um, and then I'm taking this because of a friendship-wise. Because I've had friends who have betrayed me. Because it just felt so... I don't know how to exactly... Just so horrible. It was just like... It's like I've lost a sister or a brother, like a part of my family, and I just can't get it back. And because I opened up so much to them, they know so much about me and so much of my life that once they betrayed me, there's like I felt like I lost a part of my life. Not saying they were my life, but I'm saying a part of it. And I guess it technically did because they were, for me, they were in such a huge part of my life that once they were gone, it's it was very heartbreaking. But that's kind of the repercussions well what this loyalty is is that 
people open up to you and they create this bond to you. And once you're disloyal to them, that fundament of a relationship is gone. But also, loyalty is super important in a workplace perspective. And I'm going to speak on this on also a personal level because I've seen certain things, done certain things and stuff. Not done stuff. Sorry, let me wait for that part. I've seen things and I've witnessed and heard certain things that kind of like gives me a perspective on this as well. It's that in a workplace, especially when it comes to an employer and employee relationship, you want your employees to be loyal to you because there's so many reasons. Firstly, if you have loyal employees, they work harder um, and they're more productive. This is because once they're loyal to you, they feel that they should put an effort to help this company, your company succeed. And they want to see you shine and they want to shine with you. But, um, if they're disloyal to you, they will not work as hard because they really don't care. You know what I mean? It's work is work, pay is pay is pay. And another reason is that you want to have loyal employees because this will prevent employee turnover. I remember I was actually, again, I can't remember if I was reading a book or listening to someone, a podcast, but they're saying, um, you basically, when you rehire someone and you're training them, it's much more expensive than, than when you, I guess, rehire someone. Uh, Forbes actually came out and said this too. I know in one of the articles I said, um, the cost of hiring a new employee is much more than their salary because you got to think of the perspective. The amount of time you take to actually uh, um, train someone and get them going to a company where you could you could have used that time towards other things in the business. It's just, it's kind of, it's not detrimental, but it's more like you could have used that towards something else. And had you had a loyal employee who stayed with you, you could have... Um, use that time and resource on something else, you know? And I've definitely seen that happen. And that's one of the things that I will definitely want to stop from happening is that I don't want to have employees who will just get up and leave. And of course, people can now grow something and leave. But I want to have people who actually will stay because, again, it's going to cost me more to have someone who's disloyal and will leave at any time. And I've always... I, to be honest, I've actually worked in a lot of retail stores, retail and grocery stores, and I've seen like how they hire people like it's nothing for them, like it's a regular thing. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, is that not wasting more money for you? Because especially it's a paid training and they're paying you basically just learning whether instead of making money for the company. So it's just, it just costs more money for a company and this loyalty can also cost you money because I'll be honest on a, if I reach hopefully I will, that's my goal. But when I reach a two point where I actually want to hire people, if I notice on someone's resume that they've moved around from company to company, it does not look good to me. Cause it's like, clearly you have no loyalty to anyone that you work like you work with, but don't get me wrong. Like, there are situations, maybe your boss was so terrible. Maybe the atmosphere was terrible and you had to leave. Maybe you moved. Maybe you just couldn't stay in one, you were moving to another city, whatever this reason was. Um, but either way, you 
me noticing someone moving around or getting job in certain places, can't really holding a job, can't really, not can't hold a job, but can't stick with one company, kind of shows that like you're not really loyal and it's more just a paycheck to you, which is not something, the quality I would ever want to hire. And yeah, and I guess we can go to the fourth point, um, well, uh, third and fourth, which is in a small business, which is, I have one right now, uh, my family has one, in a small business, when too many people leave, or you have to rehire people, A, yes, it costs you money, and B, it can also lead to a company collapsing, which will be definitely something I want to prevent. I don't want to hire people and then them leaving and it makes my company collapse. So the a loyal employee is super important. And lastly, a skilled but disloyal employee can join your competitors. And when they join your competitors, you also put the risk of them kind of giving away your secrets or your kind of nicks and nags around the business, which is something that you want to close hold close to yourself, right? Because that's your business. That's what's helping you succeed. And if other people find out and they start using that, it's like, mm, well, now they're using your tricks and stuff that you don't really want them to know. So you definitely want more loyal people in your company. And that's what kind of like made me think of, Alex and Sophia and what's why the situation really bugs me is that once they saw themselves reaching a certain point they saw they thought to themselves like we should leave and we should go find something else and if that's the case if you guys if someone wants to just be able to get up and leave a why didn't you start your own podcast on your own uh, not being signed under a company and b that kind of shows your character and this, I'll be honest, this whole thing, believe it or not, that Sophia said of we're doing it for daddy gang's uh, benefit. Again, no, that's not a thing. That I'm not getting any benefit out of you leaving. Unless you're giving me money. Unless this new company that you're going to said that we're going to give all your fans money. I don't see that benefiting me. So it kind of, again, it goes back to, I feel like they're just disloyal. And greedy, but again... This is just one perspective, um, and I'm waiting for them to kind of come out and say their side of the story, because it could be completely wrong. The president could be completely lying, and I always say there's always three sides of the story, like I said before, yours, mine's, and the truth, so we don't know. But yeah, guys, this is the, I guess this is a wrap-up of the podcast. It was kind of my intake of everything that was happening the topic of loyalty and why it's so important in relationship. Uh, I also think it's very important not to break someone's trust and to stay loyal. Like I have a few friends who I don't have a, a huge circle, but I have a few friends that I've been very loyal to and I don't ever want to break their trust because I've seen um, where it leads when you're disloyal to your friend and I don't want to be that person ever. And yeah, I just think, Loyalty is one of the greatest traits you could have. So without further ado, I'm going to wrap that part, this part of the podcast up. And yeah, anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. Please let me know what you guys think of loyalty, what loyalty actually means to you and what it looks like. Because everyone has their own definition, right? Um, and leave a comment or let us know on our Instagram. 
Um, our Instagram is coffee with B, no, coffee with Queen B podcast, and then you can also follow me on my personal one, which is B Luminous, B like B the insect, and B Luminous ninety two. And yeah, anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave a review, comment, send us a message, let us know what you guys thought, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.